have on today's federal newscast, a new idea in the Senate looks to make it harder for political appointees to become career employees. The Office of Special Counsel says you can talk about possible presidential impeachment, but you better stay on the sidelines. And a new opportunity for feds to help fill the need for IT professionals. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. A Senate committee proposes a stronger law to prevent political appointees from working as civil servants. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee's bill would bar appointees from becoming career federal employees for two years after leaving their appointments. The bill was advanced by Wisconsin Republican Ron Johnson. The bill would also put former politicals on a two-year probation period once they do become career. A similar bill passed the House last year. I'm Tom Temin. Federal agencies will be closed this coming Wednesday to honor the passing of 41st President George H.W. Bush. An executive order directs department heads to determine which offices and personnel will be required for essential duties. The closure will come two days before a congressional deadline for passing seven appropriations bills to keep several agencies running. Recommendations from three senators to improve and reform the federal budget and appropriations processes failed to garner enough support. Senators David Perdue, James Lankford, and Joni Ernst offered up 11 ideas to the Joint Select Committee, but not enough lawmakers voted for the changes. Among the recommendations were changing the end of the fiscal year to December 31st from September 30th and canceling all recesses and travel if the Senate does not pass a budget on time. A new policy from the Office of Special Counsel seems to put restrictions on federal workers talking about presidential impeachment while on the clock. OSC says a memo put out last week allows employees to discuss impeachment, but advocating for or against it may violate the Hatch Act. A leading conservative think tank is advocating for the government to move to a pay-for-performance model. John York, a policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation, dismissed the 1.9% pay raise Congress is considering. Instead, he says agencies should fix the employee appraisal system and develop a new pay-for-performance system by reviewing what the 20 states that are using the approach are doing. House Republicans begin naming ranking members to committees. Notable among these, Representative Phil Rowe remains the top Republican of the Veterans Affairs Committee. Also, Mike Rogers will become ranking member of the Homeland Security Committee, graduating from his chairmanship of the Transportation Security Subcommittee. A new cyber reskilling academy from the Office of Management and Budget looks to identify the next generation of IT talent from current federal employees. Federal Chief Information Officer Suzette Kent says it aims to fill a critical shortage of cyber talent in government. The application on CIO.gov closes January 11th. Students chosen from the academy will take courses between March and June. Those who complete the program will take positions as cyber defense analysts. The House wants to lift up the stature of the federal CIO. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the story. House lawmakers took a major step to codify the title of the federal chief information officer and finally retire the term e-government. The House easily passed the Federal CIO Authorities Act on Friday. The bill, sponsored by Congressman Will Hurd and Robin Kelly, would make the federal CIO permanent and a presidential appointee. It would also reauthorize and rename the offices of e-government and IT as the office of the federal chief information officer. There is no Senate companion bill. I'm Jason Miller. 
The Homeland Security Department's Science and Technology Directorate launches a multi-year program to address GPS vulnerabilities. It's part of the agency's outreach to industry to protect critical infrastructure. DHS says satellite-based GPS signals are low power and unencrypted, making them vulnerable to disruption. A new survey finds overwhelming public support for the military as an institution, but mixed views on whether it ought to grow. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. In its first ever poll on defense attitudes, the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation found 93% of Americans say they have confidence in the military as a general matter. 55% think the size of the military is about right. Only 28% said it's too small, even though 75% said they would support spending more on defense. When it comes to the idea of establishing a new space force, opinions were were split 48% for and 43% against. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A realignment of the Pentagon's medical resources will hopefully save lives in future conflicts. DOD's newly centralized Defense Health Agency will put an emphasis on service collaboration, uniformity of medical equipment, and advanced medical education. The Surgeon's General of the Services says those qualities could keep troops alive longer in conventional warfare. And a former Justice Department employee pleads guilty to lying to banks about the source of millions of dollars sent from overseas. DOJ says George Higginbotham was a senior congressional affairs specialist at the agency. He admits to helping facilitate the transfer of tens of millions of dollars from foreign banks to help fund a lobbying campaign looking to end another DOJ investigation. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. Also subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. 